I have made a covenant with my eyes, how then could I gaze in a virgin? And what is the portion of God from above, or the heritage of the Almighty from on high? Is it not calamity to the unjust, and disaster to those who work iniquity? Does he not see my ways and number all my steps? Okay, so Job starts immediately in this with talking about the commitment he has um, <clears throat> to, um, to purity. Purity in, in what he sees and what he thinks. He's made a covenant with his eyes and not to look on a, a virgin um, and he's not going to do it. He's got a, a strong commitment uh, to control his mind, to control his, his eyes. I think that's pretty, that's pretty impressive. You know, even all the way back to Job, he understands if you look on a woman to lust after, you put an adultery with you in her heart. Uh, maybe he didn't understand that, but he understood it was wrong, and he was determined not to do it. So he was he was very radical about not looking when he should not, and uh, that I mean that that that's just such an encouraging statement for a Job to make. And you take it that this has not changed. He did not suddenly start, you know, having all this bad luck and give up on God and decide, well, I might as well get a little fun out of life. He doesn't do that. He still has a commitment to that character. You know, he's not going to visually or mentally exploit somebody for his own pleasure. And that would be a great standard for us. Thoughts and comments? Remember in verse 4, what does God see? Everything he's done? Yeah. That really keeps you honest, too. <laughs> you know, he has this sense that God knows it all. God sees what he's seeing. God knows what he's thinking. And, and the more you think about that, the more it really straightens you up, even when nobody else is looking. All right. Um, 5 through 8. If I have walked with falsehood, and my foot has hastened after deceit, let him weigh me down with accurate scales, and let God know my integrity. If my step is turned from the way, or my heart followed my eyes, or if any spot has stuck to my hands, let me sow and another eat, and let my crops be uprooted. Okay, what's he saying he hasn't done? Been deceitful. Yeah, he's been totally honest. If he's walked with falsehood or his foot hastened to deceit, let God weigh him and, and find him lacking. But he is convinced that he will come out as an honest man of integrity if, he's, if he were weighed in some kind of a fair balance, fair scales. You know, that he's truly been an honest, you know, person. Um, what about verse 7? If my step is turned from the way, or my heart followed my eyes, or if any spot has stuck to my hands. Do you understand what he's saying there? No. Yeah, like he hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Got to think of those three of you. <laughs> Natasha says, maybe. <laughs> well, I thought he was just saying, like, he hasn't gone off the path of righteousness. Like, he hasn't, you know, seen something and just gone after it just because he wanted it. He's stuck to doing the right thing. Sort of. Oh, man. <laughs> At least I was honest. I didn't know. I thought he's blameless. There's nothing that can be stuck to him. There's no... Yeah, maybe I think, for whatever this is. <laughs> 
I think he's saying he hadn't taken anything that doesn't belong to it. You're wrong. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> but you have, it, you know, if my heart followed my eyes, so the idea he sees something that he wants, and but but he doesn't let his heart follow and long for that to a point where he gets the spot stuck to his hand. You know, he doesn't you know, he doesn't have sticky fingers, is what we'd say. And whether that, that that's what he's saying or not, that's a good statement. You know, we ought to be people who don't take things that don't belong to us. And and the punishment let might me so and another eat, let my crops be uprooted, might also lend itself to the idea of taking something that doesn't belong to us. Like comments or questions through eight? Nine through twelve. If my heart has been enticed toward a woman, and I have lain in wait at my neighbor's door, then let my wife grind for another, and let others bow down on her, for that would be a heinous crime that would be punishable by an, um, that would be an iniquity to be punished by the judges, for that would be a fire that consumes as far as a baton, and it would burn at the root of all my increase. So. He hasn't fooled around with somebody else's wife. You know, he hasn't uh, lurked at his neighbor's doorway. You know, he's not been he's not been um, flirting with some woman that doesn't belong to him. And if he has, then may somebody else violate his wife. I don't think you'd say that. If you weren't sure, you have been totally pure and honorable. You know what I mean? I don't know. His wife wasn't very good to him. Well, she was concerned about him. She was just trying to get him out of this misery. I don't like her. <laughs> you barely know her. Yeah. <laughs> I assume he liked her. Uh-huh. <laughs> So, but I mean, this is just so cool. I mean, he's a man who's made a covenant with his eyes. He's got a commitment to truth and honesty. You know, he will not violate some other woman. You know, he's, he's very committed to just righteous behavior. I mean, wow, this is better than many Christians can say about themselves. I mean, this is kind of like the Old Testament Sermon on the Mount. This is just the highest expression of ethics. I comments on that? 13 to 15. If I have despised the claim of my male or female slaves when they filed a complaint against me, what then could I do when God arises? And when he calls me, when he calls me to account, what will I answer him? Did, he, did not he who made me in the womb make him and the same one fashion us in the womb? So what's he saying he didn't do? mistreat his slaves? Yes, which would be an easy thing to do. If you're the master, you got slaves, you're above them socially, you got power over them, it would be easy to just abuse them, they make a complaint, you ignore it, etc. He didn't do that. And he didn't do that, why? Because they're all made by the same person. Absolutely! That's a really good concept. He realizes he's not a, of a different nature than his slaves are. 
You know, they all have God who created them just like they did him. I mean, that is something that really changes the way you deal with somebody under you. I mean, like a slave, if you realize, well, you were made by the same God that he was. You know, he cares about both of you. It would really affect how you treated those people. You know, that, that really does make a difference. This, this um, what do we call it, uh, respect of persons, this favoritism that the Bible condemns, you wouldn't have if you, you know, thought about it more from the standpoint that we all belong to God, God sees us all equally, God wants us to treat each other the same way. Uh, so he's never abused his power over his slaves. Comments? <clears throat> 16 to 20. If I've kept the poor from their desire, or have caused the eyes of the widow to fail, or have eaten my morsel alone, and the orphan has not shared it, but from my youth he grew up with me as with a father, and from infancy I guided him. If I have seen anyone perish for lack of clothing, or that the needy had no covering, if his loins have not thanked me, and if he has not been warmed with the fleece of my sheep. <laughs> How to, uh, um, what did I say? You 20? 20, yeah, that's it. If that stops in the middle of the uh, okay, we'll go ahead and read to 23. If I have lifted up my hand against the orphan because I saw I had support in the gate, let my shoulder fall from the socket and my arm be broken off at the elbow. Mm -hmm. For calamity from God is a terror to me, and because of his majesty, I can be made. So what's he done here? Or not done, however you want to say it. What? Given to the poor. Yeah, he has taken care of the poor. You know... He's been concerned for the poor and the widow, and he shared what he has. He shared it with the orphan. You know, he really has a commitment, a responsibility toward people who need help. And he's guided the the orphan, uh, and and was just good to the one who was in need in whatever the situation. Somebody didn't have clothes. You know, he took care of them. You know, I mean, he's just always looking out for the person who, who needs something, even though he may not be able to do anything to help him. Um, he said, if I've lifted up my hand against the orphan because I saw I had support in the gate. What does it mean, because I saw I had support in the gate? I think I know. <laughs> ah, good. Because, like, the other prominent people would have agreed with him? The other prominent people, and especially the... The judges. Yeah. In other words, he's got these judges wrapped around his little finger. He can do whatever he wants to and nobody's going to sue him successfully. You know, I mean, sometimes people know they've got they've got their buddies in at all the key positions. You know, I know the chief of police. You know, I got the judge. I got this. I got that. You know, he didn't look at it that way. You know, he did not decide that, well, I got my buddies in power, now I'll abuse, you know, my position. Now I'll exploit people because nobody will call me to account. He wasn't like that. You know, it, you can tell a lot by, by what somebody does when they can get by with it. If you really could do that, would you? You know, if you really could get by with, you know, taking advantage of the poor and you knew nothing would happen, would you do it then? If you knew you could steal something and nothing would happen, would you do it? They really test you. 
I mean, what, what do you think about that? You know, you know nothing's going to happen, so will you do wrong? Well, Job was not that kind of a guy. He said, if, if I did lift up my hand against the orphan because I saw I had support in the gate, then let my shoulder fall from the socket and my arm be broken off at the elbow. In other words, you know, the arm that he used to hurt other people should be broke. You know, that God injured the part of him that had mistreated others. All right, um, comments and questions through 23. 24 to 28. If I put my confidence in gold and called fine gold my trust, if I have gloated because my wealth is great and because my hand had secured so much, if I have looked at the sun when it shone and the moon going in splendor, <clears throat> my heart became secretly enticed and my hand threw a kiss from my mouth, that too would have been an iniquity calling for judgment, for I would have denied God above. All right, so what does he say he hasn't done in 24 and 25? Trusted in his riches. Yeah. He's not been too attached. He's not valued them too highly. He's not considered them his treasure. They've not made it his trust. That's harder to do when you have more. I this must have been, I must have done these notes back when I had uh, seen what is it? Lord of the Rings, Gollum. Uh huh. His well, precious. His precious. You know. And and you know when he was greedy and selfish, what did he eventually become? Gollum. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He was like he a was normal sweet guy. And then he became... Yeah. Yeah. And why? Because he was overtaken he had magical powers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's an idea of, you know, the greed and selfishness just withered his soul. You know, I mean, that's, that's, yeah, that's a good, good aspect of that movie. <laughs> See, it teaches good luck. See, it does. Yeah, hey, it's all about the only movie I ever saw, so I'm going to have to use all my illustrations <laughs> for that. No, you saw Savannah Smart. I did. That was good, too. The Pursuit of Happiness. That, that movie was, was awful. Horrible. It was good. That one, that one fits with Joe. <laughs> yeah, just helping out the person who's in need and caring for people who are down on their luck. I mean, Joe would have been the best friend of the guy who really needed help. You know, you see that. And and not a guy, you know, who would refuse to use his possessions to serve other people. And uh, what about 26, 27, 28? If I've looked at the sun when it's shown or the moon going in splendor, if my heart became secretly enticed and my hand threw a kiss from my mouth. Do you understand what he's talking about there? Worshipping the sun and moon? I think so. You know, he hasn't been an idolater. He hasn't worshipped the sun or the moon. You know... And he hasn't, you know, thrown a kiss up there, you know, whatever. <laughs> that would have been terrible. He really knows right from wrong. I mean, he touches the bases, and he's saying, I didn't do these things. I mean, Eliphaz had come through, just given this, uh, you know, machine gun approach, you know, accuse him of every crime in the book, maybe one of them will stick, you know. And Job is saying, no, 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 I am a righteous man. And since, uh, uh, well, think of it this way. God said that there was nobody like Job. 
Well, wonder what God valued. Well, here's what Job had been like. Maybe if you look at this and really think about what Job is saying about his character, no wonder God bragged on him to Satan. <laughs> this is really powerful. I mean, how many of us could say this that he says in this chapter? All right. Comments and questions through uh, 28. 29 to 34. Have I rejoiced at the extinction of my enemy, or exulted when evil befell him? No, I have not allowed my mouth to sin by asking for his life in a curse. Have the men of my tent not said, Who can find one who has not been satisfied with his needs? The alien has not lodged outside, for I have opened my doors to the traveler. Have I covered my transgressions like Adam by hiding my iniquity in my bosom, because I feared the great multitude and the contempt of families terrified me? And kept silent and did not go out of doors? All right, here's some more things. Man, 29 and 30, what had he not done? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even his enemies, he didn't have any vindictive spirit. You know, he wasn't thrilled when the enemy suffered. Uh, you know, wow, that's pretty amazing. You know, he never he never asked for God to kill him, some kind of a curse or whatever. You know, he he treated his enemies well. And uh, in verse thirty one and thirty two, what is he saying he's done? He took care of travelers. Yeah, he didn't let anybody stay outside his door. You know, he took them in. He was hospitable. You know. I, Again, wow, some of the things Eliphaz said about him were just so different than his true character. And uh, verse 33, what had he not done? 33 and 34. He's not trying to hide anything. It's like the friends think. Yeah, he's not a hypocrite. You know, he's, he's transparent, he's open. You know, um, some of those sins, some of the things he's <laughs> talking about in this chapter, you could have probably hidden, but he didn't. You know, so he was a guy who, you know, he wasn't afraid to go outside. He, he wasn't afraid to be around other people because he knew he hadn't been hiding something that somebody might have found out and might blow the whistle on him. You ever been trying to hide something? How does it make you feel? Very unnatural. Yeah, very <laughs> tense, uneasy, suspicious, kind of, don't mess with me, you know, kind of a thing. I mean, Job can, Job can be relaxed around anybody because he's not hitting anything. He's, he's been open about weaknesses. All right, comments and questions on that? Does God ever respond to this chapter? Well, no. I mean, God doesn't exactly respond to Job, period, but he does appear to Job and ask him, you know, why don't you just run the universe a while and see what happens? I mean, God responds, but not directly to this stuff. But he's already said Job was righteous. All right, 35 to 40. Oh, that I had more to hear me. 
Behold, here is my signature. Let the Almighty answer me, and the indictment which my adversary has written. Surely I would carry it on my shoulder. I would bind it to myself like a crown. I would declare to him the number of my steps. Like a prince, I would approach him. If my land cries out against me, and its furrows weep together, if I have eaten its fruit without money, or have caused its owners to lose their lives, let briars grow instead of wheat, and stink wheat instead of barley. The words of Job are ended. Well, what's he really want God to do? He wants an indictment. He wants to be told what God thinks he did wrong. Yes, absolutely. He wants some charges. You know, tell me what it is. I'll wear it. <laughs> he's so convinced of his innocence, he'll, he's, he's agreed to wear the indictment against him. You know, just just show it to me. You know, um, that that's really important to him. He's trying to establish his innocence. Perhaps that does in some ways, but he thinks he's innocent at any rate. Um, you know, Job's been all over the board, but but right now it's like I wish God would just tell me what he's got. You know, I think he's pretty convinced of his innocence. And he was innocent. I mean, that's the thing. He says the same thing about himself that God has said about him. So it's hard to feel like this is self-righteous in this situation. And he again says that he hasn't, you know, he hasn't taken anything that didn't belong to him. Um, He, the ground itself can say that he's been an honorable man. He's not afraid of anything the ground would say about him. <laughs> and Job's a man of character and integrity, and he knows it. This is a great <coughs> ideal for us. If we could live as good as Job, wow. Comments, questions? Does a lot of well, I mean, I guess my question is, what do you mean to this? Elihu responds to Job. Now, I don't think so much to this. This is really this. a different chapter in my mind. He's really, he said he was innocent before, but now this seems more like some pretty good proof. Well, it's assertion, but yeah. I mean, he's saying this, but he's being more, he's just kind of broadening things out. Here's how I used to be, here's how it is now, and here's how good I've been. So he's pulling together things he said in other places and maybe amplifying them. Yeah, it just seems. But God, but God has already said, you know, he's righteous. So I think we've already confirmed this is true. Maybe it just seems more real with this chapter. More mm -hmm. He's more detailed. Yeah, more examples. Yeah, yeah, he is. So that's why I'm like, yeah, because the friends don't say anything else. It's not like would the friends have said anything different if he just said this or that. Friends have given up. They don't have anything else to say. They've lost. Other thoughts and comments about that? Well, let's talk a minute about Elihu and then we'll, we'll get into Elihu the next time. Uh, 